Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Invoking Witchcraft. My name is J. Allen Cross, and of course, I am here with my lovely co-host. Britton, hi. Hello. I hear through the conversation we had two seconds ago that you are preparing for an intergalactic Jedi journey. Oh, yeah, everyone. Um, I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. So I've been preparing myself and doing my research and just buffing myself up on Star Wars lore because on May 25th, we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out on Disney Plus. And your boy over here is just stoked and excited to start watching it and like getting that post um, Revenge of the Sith lore and experience that obi-wan kenobi has on tatooine watching anakin or not anakin i'm sorry luke grow up and stuff so i'm just like i'm stoked that sounds like a really like sentimental like star wars journey because like a lot of them i feel like tend to be like very actiony or whatever but this idea of him kind of like watching luke grow up i'm like that's so sweet right and protecting luke and and mm-hmm. and like pl- planning and and all of that um yeah i've been I was reflecting the other day because, you know, um, I think we've shared that I'm pregnant. Yes. Yes, we have. Um, So I've been thinking about like, okay, what am I going, what media will I be sharing with my child as they grow grow up? And I was like, Star Wars is definitely something I want to share with my kiddo. And maybe when they're older, I and I was reflecting on this and I was like, I remember watching Star Wars when I was like four And my dad had introduced it to me. And I think I was a little too young because I was Mm. absolutely terrified of AT-AT walkers. They freaked me the fuck out. Oh, my God. Those were the big ones on Hoth, right? Yeah, where they're just marching slow. It's just like a slow death. Yeah, You know, and like you're just waiting. (laughs) Pew, pew, and then you're fucked. And then you're fucked. And it freaked me out as a child. Um, So... Yeah, and also in other news for folks who are listening, um, you may notice my voice probably sounds weird. I got hit with a gnarly head cold, not the COVID. Not the COVID. I I took a test. I was very negative. And it was just all up in my head. And uh, so I'm still quite, uh, you know, draining. Sorry, it makes it sound hot. Thanks. Mm. And I really love that you're into Star Wars, too, because that's like not something that I would just like knowing you or meeting you mm-hmm. feel or or pick up about you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, growing up with the book, My Side of the Mountain. Yes, absolutely. That tracks. Right. But then like the, the Star Wars comes in and like to the level. And I'm like, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's such a, a, a space opera. You know, like it's, it really is. It's science fiction, but it's like it's just so different. And I just I really love the whole universe and stuff. And Obi-Wan's my favorite character. So I'm really excited. They're making a whole show dedicated to Obi-Wan and played by the wonderful Ewan McGregor. So yes. very stoked. I would watch that just to look oh, at right. Ewan McGregor. And I know. Like, 
Maybe that's creepy. I don't know. No. It can be creepy. Um, <laughs> so do you like read the like books and shit or like, have you, have you also like gone through like the like side movies and stuff that they've had as well? Um, yeah, I've or read mostly down the main vein. Yeah. I read one book. Um, mm. I think it was about Obi-Wan's, um, alleged love affair with Siri Tachi. Oh, um, yeah. But I don't know if that's like, Part of like the um, I'm sure there's a nerd out a person out there who's more nerdy about this than I am. I don't know if that's like part of the uh, strict lore of Star Wars. Right. The canon. Um, But yeah, you know, like Rogue One and the Han Solo movie and all that. I've been I I got a Disney Plus subscription. I've just been watching (laughs) everything because I've been sick and I'm fatigued and pregnant. And yeah, you know. Therefore, Star Wars. Therefore, tons of Star Wars laying on the couch cuddling my dog. Like, it's so hard because it's like, I have the same relationship with Star Wars right now that I have with, like, the Marvel universe. Oh. Where I'm like, I like this, but I've fallen too far behind. And there's now, like, 18 different films I need to watch, like, in a specific sequence in order to know what the fuck is going on in here. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't have that kind of time. So I'm just like... I love it, but goodbye. Right. <laughs> like, it's like a slow goodbye. You know, what I did notice on Disney Plus is they actually have the movies in chronological order. So it's like all oh. the all the Star Wars content, like all of it, in a chrono- chronological order. Why can I not say that word? You know it's what early. I mean? <laughs> it is early and I feel like crap, so. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> So, yes, um, get your Star Wars on, everybody, um, because that is coming up. And no, they're not paying us to talk about this. We're just simply nerds. So, yes, that's how that's how we roll. Yeah. But what's new in your world? Um, Live in my best life. Um, Visited my hometown where apparently. So I mentioned something about this online and a lot of people had the same reaction you did. So in my hometown, we have a Denny's Mm -hmm. and the Denny's has a bar in it. And I thought that that was just something that like Denny's had was just like, you have the Denny's restaurant and then attached to it is the lounge. And apparently that's not a thing. I'm, I don't know if it's like only in our town or if it's like just very select, like random places or, or, or maybe like, I, I'm not sure what exactly would make a town appropriate for that right but yeah no i uh, i went back to visit my hometown very rural place in eastern oregon um ended up in the denny's bar um it was a very surreal experience a little um a little twin peaks um yes yeah i was just kind of like what is happening here why why and going back to your hometown especially when you're from a small town you go back everything is the same except the people are just older Right. And it's very weird. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. And because now we're in our 30s, me and all my friends from back home are, are talking about, our, you know, mortgages, things like that. Someone told me they had a $600 mortgage and it was like taking a bullet. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here with my jaw dropped. Just um, like, wow. I didn't know that that was still a thing that existed, but I guess, I mean... They must have gotten in early. But it's, I mean, it's also, it's Eastern Oregon, too. No, someone was talking the last time I was there about renting their, like, three-bedroom, two-bathroom house for, like, 350 And I was like, what? 
Whoa. Yeah. It's wild, y'all. It's wild. Wildin'. Wildin'. Yes, that's been the theme this morning, is that the whole world has just been wildin'. Yes. Um, But that's what's new in my world. Um, What are we talking about today? So we're gonna, we've been doing this, this terror series, which has been so great to talk about. Um, But today we're gonna flip the script and kind of give you all some tips on being a good client. How to get the Uh. most out of your tarot reading. Um, Because there is an art to approaching a tarot reader. Mm -hmm. Um, There are good, there are do's and don'ts. And um, also kind of like um, setting up appropriate expectations, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Because some people, especially if they're new to, you know, getting a tarot reading or they're not familiar with the process, they'll come in wanting something that the tarot may not be able to provide. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something important to just to kind of keep in mind. So if you guys out there are new to tarot, you're looking to get a tarot reading, this episode's great for you. Also, this one's kind of good as well for people who are looking to be tarot readers, because you're going to get like, um, the other, (laughs) the other side of it. And also, uh, we're going to talk about our pet peeves as well. So you might, um, start to understand what you might be in for as a professional tarot reader. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So how does one pick a good tarot reader? You're like, okay, I need a tarot reading. How do I find somebody? Um, where, where, where would you look first? Gosh, well, well, I think I would, you know, I don't know. That's a hard, hard thing to kind of decide, like, where would I go to look for a tarot reader? Um, I used to go to air the, uh, what does AIR stand for again? Um, the It's like the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I've heard of that before. Yes. And um, so I used to listen to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour radio show. It's I probably didn't say that right. It's just a very <laughs> long name for the radio show. So I used to listen to that and used to listen to, they give live readings and stuff to clients on AIR. And um. So I learned a lot about like other people's reading style. And sometimes it would be uh, a guest on the show who just had a really particularly great reading style that I resonated with. And so I go look them up Mm -hmm. and um, that's how I used to. I don't really engage in that community much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But nowadays I follow quite a lot of people on Instagram and I get to know the person through following them. And kind of develop a relationship with him. Maybe we'll DM back and forth, you know, just like chatting, um, liking each other's stuff, commenting, and developing a relationship. And um, there's a handful of folks on there who I regularly do reach out to for readings. Uh, Sanyu Estella. And um, I hope I'm saying their, their uh, Instagram handle right. Saint, Saintly Tarot Mystic. Oh, yeah. Michael. Yes, who we should definitely mm-hmm. have on the show sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael's fantastic. Uh, really love his readings. Um, so that's kind of how I approach finding a tarot reader nowadays is mm-hmm. like through Instagram and like getting a feel for the person. And, yeah. um, you know, we had a whole episode on uh, uh, him pointing scammers. Yes, and discernment. And discernment around that. So be mindful because there are a lot of scammers impersonating people out there. 
Um, but once you got that discernment all figured out and you know that the person is real and legit, mm-hmm. you know, go for it and, and hire them. Because um, a lot of these folks are making a living or trying mm-hmm. to transition into making a full-time living off of their tarot reading services. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always tell people too, like word of mouth is worth so much. Like if your friend is like, I got this tarot reading, it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was so spot on or or I felt really comfortable or whatever it is that they really loved about it. Um, that's always so helpful. So if you're like unsure where to go, ask your friends, you know, where have they gone? Um, who do they like to get readings from? Um, and if like, you know, you're following someone on social media and you like their stuff, you get a sense that they are legit. Um, maybe ask around, see if anybody has had a reading with them mm-hmm. um, and what their experience was like. Um, that's always really helpful. So definitely just kind of get recommendations from people around you. Um, absolutely. And a lot of tarot readers will have a testimonials page. Um mm-hmm which can be really helpful in seeing the type of feedback they, they give, you can kind of get a feel for what style of reading they provide and like mm-hmm. what their strengths are as a tarot reader, because, um, you know, some tarot readers are very good in like a particular arena mm-hmm. and, and everybody has their strength and like their strong points and stuff with tarot reading and they all have their own different styles. So yeah. And picking a tarot reader is a little bit like picking a therapist. You're like, okay, is this person, do, do I need coddling or do I need somebody to call me on my shit? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is, what is it that I need? And I, I do like social media for that because you can get a little bit of a understanding of their personality as well mm-hmm. and how they may deliver things too, right. um, which I like. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some folks out there who are, are super gentle and really space holding, but there's a person I, I follow uh, on Instagram called it's called Terror Readings from a Bitch. And oh, yeah. The, yeah. And I, th- I don't know. She hasn't been very active lately, but uh, uh, I love her account because it's just like straight up bitchy terror readings and it's just really direct and to the point. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've been following them for a while, too. That's hilarious. And two, and notice as well, while we're talking about this, that these are people that, you know, you've either been following for a while or that you've gotten to know, or you've heard, you know, recommendations for that's very different from just finding some rando on TikTok or on Etsy, which is something that I have a lot of people come to me about. They're like, Hey, um, I just pick someone at random on TikTok, or I just found a listing on Etsy and I booked it and I spent $500. And then um, they told me that I had a curse that only they could fix. And then now I've spent $3,000 and I'm wondering if I'm getting scammed. And I'm like, yes, yes, you are. Um, So just don't pick at random. Don't just spin the TikTok wheel. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I had somebody do that too. With they contacted me and they were like, "Hey, um, like I think my house is on it. We're having paranormal activity. I had someone come out to try and fix it, um, but then it got way worse." And I'm like, "Who did you pick? Like, how did you find them? I'm trying to like see if I know them through the paranormal community. Maybe I can contact them, see what they found, like whatever." They're like, "Oh, we just found this random person on TikTok and asked them to come to our house, whoa, do a cleansing." And I'm like, and so I pull up this person's TikTok and I'm like. There's nothing in this TikTok that lets me know that they have any reason to be doing that or to have someone ask them to do that. I don't know. 
just don't pick randos. <laughs> get to know them, get a feel for them, um, ask around, and, and then pick. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I definitely would. Um, that was kind of my first thought as like uh, where not to look as at Etsy and TikTok. Um, I would mm-hmm. be quite wary uh, of that. But if you're, you know, you're, you've been following somebody on TikTok for a long time and like you really like their content, like mm-hmm. why not? There's some great fe- people out there doing cool shit on TikTok. It's not to say it's all bad, but it has been rife with yes bullshit. Right. We have the the plague of the intuitive tarot reading, which is just, I have the Ten of Swords. It means that he loves you, too. Um, and it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You got to run away. So what should people expect from their first tarot reading? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm It's tra- always kind of a mixed bag, isn't it? It really is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you should expect to not have your socks blown off and to have all your problems figured out. That is true. Sometimes that does happen, but I think people go into some of these psychic things expecting it to be like a magic show, like a pen and teller, like, you know, they know your, your great grandma's name and all this stuff. And sometimes that does happen, but you know, that's not necessarily what tarot itself is for and what the average tarot reading will look like. Um, But like your tarot reader should kind of like ask you if you've ever had a reading before, they should give Mm -hmm. you like a little bit of information. They should ask you if you have any questions. Um, They'll probably also ask you what it is you want to know about or or what the situation is that you're looking at, because that's really helpful for framing. Mm -hmm. And I've seen too, that sometimes people who are new really don't want to give that information because they feel like they're like um like feeding the, the the psychic as they say um like they're giving away too much information so that they can just the reader can just make up whatever and that's not totally how that works if you tell me about your situation that means that i can frame what i'm seeing from that perspective and therefore we have a lot more clarity Versus just like kind of taking shots in the dark at it. Like, you know, like, okay, I see this stuff, but I don't know exactly kind of like what your situation is. So I can see things like betrayal or like money coming in or money going or or things like that. But if you tell me like a little bit about your situation, then I can be like, oh, okay, here's the ins and outs a little bit better, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, that absolutely makes sense, I think. And, you know, I know that when I had first gotten into tarot and I got my first tarot reading with somebody, you know, I kind of, I kind of came into it being like, Oh, this is going to fix all my spiritual problems because they are going to have the answer. And this is just going to be a brilliant, like light bulb moment for me. They're right. going to fix everything for me. Right. They're just going to give me all the answers that I'm looking for. And, um, and you know, that's not exactly how it works. It's like mm. at the end of the day, I make my own choices, right? Yes. I direct my life, um, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And so, you know, I make the choices. So, you know, uh, they aren't there to to fix my life. So I kind of went into it with like a starry-eyed, naive kind of like, oh my God, they're going to just fix everything for me and they're going to give me all the answers. And everything's going to be so much easier after this. And it wasn't, you know, 
Um, they gave me some great insight and some direction. Mm-hmm. And stuff to chew on. Yeah, stuff to chew on. So I think that's kind of to have good expectations, you know, of your first tarot reading. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Well, because a lot of times people want really cut and dry answers, but life isn't cut and dry and therefore the tarot also won't be. So like I had a a client recently who was like, they had a lot of like, should I do this or should I do that questions that were like, um, you know, should I go back to school or should I, you know, quit school and start working this job or whatever, like a lot of this or that kinds of things. And so I was dealing like, okay, like what is the outcome if we do this one? What is the outcome if we do that one? And like, all of it was coming back. Like, it doesn't really matter. You're going to be happy and you're going to like make a great impact on the world either way. And I'm like, that's not helpful. But um, like, mm-hmm. you know, she was looking for a, oh, you need to do this one. Cause that's very important. And it's like, right. no, actually it's going to work out either way. Like was what the tarot kept coming back with. And that's not, you know, the, the specific direction you're looking for, but also that's life too. You know, it will work out either way. Um, Mm -hmm. There were some where I'm like, okay, over here, it does seem like you are going to be happier over here. Um, You know, things like that were helpful. But for the most part, it was like, whatever you choose, it will be fine. And it's like, that's not helpful, Tara. (laughs) Right. I know. I've had readings go that direction as well. And and it makes, uh, I empathize with the client because it's just sort of like, well, I'm still, I'm back at square one. I'm back where I, I... I didn't really move anywhere. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of just like, okay, well, but still, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But what do I do? What do I do? And that's the other thing too, is like tarot is really good at kind of getting like around to like the heart of the situation, kind of what's going on, but there's no, like the, the, the cards are not always super specific. So like, I'll be like, Hey, okay. So like you're, work situation um there's a person causing drama um it is um a you know a a woman who's in a position of power who has this type of personality they're the one that's getting in your way and they're like well who is it and i'm like well there's no card that says nancy like but does this person sound familiar they're like well yeah but like i want you to tell me who it is and it's like well there is no card that says like you know carla is the one that's causing all these problems. But like, you know, if I can, you know, narrow it down quite a bit to the situation, but sometimes people want like this really specific, like a name or something like that from the tarot. I'm like, the tarot is not going to bring you a name. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Similarly to like, um, I get a lot of people who are like, Oh, I've booked this tarot reading because I want to know where my ancestors are from. And I'm like, there's no card that says France. Yeah. There's no card that says Finland. There's some that say like overseas or yeah. they traveled and it's a like, far well, distant land. yeah, this is the United States. Of course they did. Like, you know, like <laughs> everybody traveled over here, usually over water. Um, so it's just, yeah, there are, there are certain things that the tarot will not be able to answer to the extent that you're hoping for. Um, so just kind of be aware of that. And a good tarot reader will help you then reframe the question Mm-hmm. or walk you through it right. um so that's something i have to do a lot where it's like okay well i can't necessarily tell you that but um we might be able to ask these questions or we might be able to reframe this a little bit so that we can get information um that i feel like we can actually you know dig up if that makes sense 
I like that a lot. Let me go ahead. Um, now, what should what should they come prepared with questions, or should they just see where the wind takes them? <laughs> you know, I think there's benefits to both. Yeah. You know, like if you, I mean, I notice for myself a lot of the time when I'm needing a tarot reading or wanting one, uh, I feel that my life is at a crossroads. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of good to consult with an unbiased person who kind of deals in uh, spirit trafficking, you know what I mean? Who can like Mm -hmm. kind of pull that, I don't know, information from the ether for me and like help me out and kind of reorient myself. Um, so sometimes I kind of just like will approach a tarot reader and be like, um, you know, I'd like to know what's going on in my spiritual life, or I'd like to know what's going on in my career. Like I give them an area to yeah, kind like of ex- a direction, a direction, mm-hmm. but, um, I do not go to a tarot reader and just be like, give me a reading. Right. That is, I hate that when that happens. Right. Or or when they're like, no, there's nothing in particular I want to know about, but there is something in particular that they want to know about. There so if someone's is. just like, just a general, and I'm like, no, no, no. Why are you here? Why are we here? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like at least just just some sort of direction. And again, you don't have to tell them everything. You don't have to be like, well, my boyfriend says this and blah, blah, blah. Like, just kind of be like, I need you to look at my, my relationship. Right. Like, okay, great. Now I know what I'm looking at because if I don't know what I'm looking at and they've asked something like, um, that I, that I don't know something like an office drama and a romance can look very similar in the tarot cards. Mm -hmm. And so if I know which one we're looking at, it will help me communicate what I'm seeing better to them and frame it in that direction. Right. Yeah. Mm. I agree completely. So yeah, I think it's like good to come to you to kind of be like, okay, um, I would like a reading in this area of my life, you know, love, relationship, work, career, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, really dwelling on a question and approaching a tarot reader with something very specific, which tarot readers really appreciate when you come to them with something super specific. But I do know there's a lot of um, perfectionists out there in the world who probably mm-hmm. Um, really wring their hands over coming up with the right question. I've experienced that with clients who experience a lot of anxiety. They're like, oh, I've been thinking about my question for a month now. You know, (laughs) and it's like, it's like, oh, babe, like, don't overthink it. (laughs) You know, like, we'll work together and find the right question. And, And what I like, what I really like to do is to have a client come to me with the area of life that they mm-hmm. want to have read on. And then we workshop together in framing and forming a question together. Yes. That is my favorite way to work because like it allows me to in real time, dig deeper with them and peel back the layers of what's mm-hmm. really, really going on. Yep. Absolutely. It's a little bit like going to a tarot reader is a little less like going to a psychic as much as it is going to like a mechanic Someone like you're not going to be like, no, I will not allow you to see my car. You just have to tell me what's wrong with it. It's like, no, we got to open up the hood. We got to look in there. We got to poke around a little bit. Then I'm going to get out my stuff and then we're going to, you know, see what that says. And then and then we're going to have more info based mm-hmm. on all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's something that's important. Um, that's how, I love that analogy. It's like yeah, <laughs> going to your mechanic and be like, just tell me what's wrong with my car. I don't have my car here with me, um, but just tell me what's wrong. Right, or like going to the doctor and being like, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong. You're the doctor. Like it's like just figure um, it out. That's not how that works. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so here's. Well, okay. So I want to go back a little bit to, to what you were talking about too, about, um, about kind of workshopping the question with your tarot reader. Mm-hmm. That's something that can be really super helpful um, because sometimes the information that people think that they want to know is not actually information that they want to know. So like a lot of the times I'll have people come to me that are like, oh, I want to know if my boyfriend and I are going to break up or not. And it's like, okay, but is that information helpful? at all what instead is if we do a reading that's like what can i do to make my relationship more successful right that might be a more helpful card instead of just being like yep you're gonna break up bye like that'll be fifty dollars you know like you know actually giving you something that you can run with um Mm -hmm. you know things like that i think that's important because a lot of times the question can be I don't want to say that the question is more important than the answer, but that does sound fancy, doesn't it? Um, But I I do think that the question can be important um, to get the most out of your tarot reading. Let's say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. The way that I really love to frame like my own personal tarot readings that I do for myself is um, what do I need to know about dot, dot, dot? Mm hmm. How yes, can exactly. I, yeah, and how can I best dot, dot, dot? Yes. You know what I mean? It really, it it centers it back on me mm-hmm. and makes me kind of like uh, take ownership of my actions and really refocuses the reading on me rather than like say, you know, how do I say this? It's like, instead of saying like, what's happening to me versus what can I do? Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. It puts you more in the driver's seat. It's not just like, oh, what is fate decided is going to happen for me versus how can I best act or respond in this situation for the best outcome, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is important. So, yeah, no, I I agree. It kind of it's more empowering that way. It is more empowering that way. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, puts you in the driver's seat. Well, and things like the future and all that, it changes depending on what you do next. So, like, maybe when you sit down at my table at that moment, based on what's going on at that moment, you are going to break up with your boyfriend. But then maybe the next morning, y'all call a couples therapist, and then that card would change, you know? So, just doing that kind of, like, how will this turn out? How will this turn out? Um, isn't always helpful. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's not always helpful. So here's here's one that I have people who have a lot of anxiety about. Yeah. Do you tip your tarot reader? I appreciate tips. I always appreciate a tip, but I, I, I need people not to panic about it. People come to me like, well, is there like a percentage or how much do I tip or whatever? I'm like, just throw some extra dollars on top and call it a day. 
Like, I'm like, don't, don't panic. Don't overthink it. Like, you know, and that becomes harder when it's like online and you may or may not know they're like Venmo or whatever, if you like book through a system, but if you're in person, like throw in an extra five, 10, $15, how, or if they really blew you away, you know, and you want to add more, absolutely. Um, feel free to tip, but your tarot reader is not going to like curse you and your offspring. If you, if you don't tip, <laughs> like, Right, because a tarot reader should set their hourly rate mm-hmm. in a way that sustains their business and their livelihood. That yes. should be their hour. They shouldn't be like surviving off of tips, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's how I feel a tarot reader should like set their prices and stuff. Um, but I think tipping is like fairly optional. I've had quite a few folks tip me um, mm-hmm. on top of my established rate. I deeply appreciate it. Um, and I've had other folks, you know, who don't tip and that's fine too. I don't, I don't have any opinion, you know, I don't like favor (laughs) anyone. I'm like, okay, great. Like we did the tarot reading, you got what you needed and maybe we'll talk, we'll chat again in the future, et cetera, you know? Right. And remember too, that your tip is also not a magic key for extra stuff too. I've had people to like go over their time and just be like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a tip. So we're, we're just gonna keep going. And I'm like, I have another client like right, right now. Like, <laughs> like that's not how that works. But I appreciate it that you know that they were, they had the, the frame of mind that was like, you know, I'm going over time, so I'm gonna pay you more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that awareness, but also that's not always how that works. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah, if you had a reading with someone and you know they just shattered your world and like really brought you a bunch of new insights yeah throw them throw them like 15 20 percent or something like that on top of what they charged and and stuff like that but um Mm -hmm. you know uh i always tip my hairdresser yeah you know what i mean like they do a great job i love them want to keep seeing them want to support them so i tip them yeah just throw a little, little little extra cash on there yeah just a little thank you. Yeah. So now we're getting into a section that I'm very excited about here. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> because y'all, y'all, this section is not to call anybody out. We're talking about anybody in particular, but we are going to discuss our pet peeves as professional tarot readers, the things that we've come across um, occasionally, sometimes frequently. Um, that are either big no-nos or things that maybe you should reconsider. Um, these are these are some things. Uh, do you want to start or should I start? I'll launch into it. Okay. Um, I would not commit the terror reading ambush. <sighs> no, God, no. Right, where, and what we mean by that is like surprising your friend or your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your person friend. With a tarot reading, like, last minute. Be like, oh, happy birthday, here's a tarot reading. Un- yeah. <laughs> unless, unless they were very specific and they were like, oh, my God, I would love a tarot reading with this person. Mm-hmm. I would love to get a tarot reading with them. And so you buy them a gift certificate and you're like, at your discretion whenever you want to book it. Yes. But I would exactly. not. that Like, that's cool. But I would not, like, schedule a reading for them, you know, for yeah. like that moment. I've had that happen before. So it's like, it, like, I love what you're saying where it's like, yeah, like book them a tarot reading that's like a week from when you're giving it to them or something so that they have a little bit of time to prepare whatever. What I've had happen before 
is that people are like, oh, uh, my friend of yours is, uh, or uh, my friend is a big fan of yours. And so it's their birthday. So I'm booking them a tarot reading. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm thinking that they've told them this or prepared them. No, my tarot reading starts with them opening the laptop, like surprise, here he is. And this person just goes deer in the headlights. They're not ready. They haven't thought of a question. It's just me sitting there going, okay, what do you want to know about? And then being like, um, I, I, uh, and it's like, okay, don't do that to people. Don't do that to people. <laughs> like, or, or similarly too, I've had people like just come over to my house, like, and like bring their boyfriend and they're like, oh yeah, um, you should give him a tarot reading right now. And that boyfriend's like, please don't. <laughs> you and might like, reveal yeah, you the side bay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i used to have i used to um when i was doing like uh or whenever i do like events or whatever it always happens where like this girl comes like dragging her boyfriend across the room to like sit at my table and i'm like okay are we reading for you individually or as a couple and the girl's always like as a couple and the guy's just sweating yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm like no no tarot reading ambush for anyone <laughs> for anyone right give people time Yes, I've had this happen. So I predominantly read online um, because, Mm. you know, I live in the middle of nowhere and also pandemic times. Um, And I have had like a person who came to me for a reading, had a great time, and then they wanted to buy a reading for their friend who knows Mm. nothing about tarot and has no idea what to expect. And I have found that quite an awkward situation because their friend is like giving them glowing reviews and be like, oh, my God, this this was so great. And I have had the experience where, you know, their friend then books with me and, you know, they're expecting to get the same result as their friend. Mm -hmm. And so and and then it goes very differently. And then they're left kind of like, well, this wasn't exactly what I had hoped for. So it's kind of like really best to let a person kind of do it themselves. Yeah. Or at least give them a little bit of time to kind of process it. Yeah. Yeah. Or if, you know, they have like given you major hints that, oh my God, I want a reading with J. Allen Cross. Oh my God. And I've totally thought about exactly what I would want to ask him if I did, you know, like something like that. It's like, okay, like they're a little bit more ready. Mm -hmm. But like the ambush, you're more likely just to make someone like, like defensive isn't necessarily the word, but kind of like closed off. Yes. And I think that that's kind of brings us to our second kind of pet peeve is it's like, reading for someone who is closed off or doesn't want the reading or isn't ready for the reading or is not comfortable. It is not fun for either one of us Mm -hmm. because they're uncomfortable. And then it is so hard to read someone that does not want to be read or is not ready to be read or is not in a receptive place. Like that is the worst, especially when they book like an hour and it's just you guys just staring at each other. Like, well, this is kind of what I see. And I'm just like, mm, okay. And it's like, cool. Thank you for being here. This was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. If, if you're not ready for it, if you're not in a place for it, let's not book it. Let's not do this. Like, and don't, and don't ambush your friends with it. Right. Yes. Be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle. I have, I have one. This is one of my major ones. Okay. This is, one that I will I will fight somebody about. Right, hit, me, hit me with it. When tarot readers 
go to get a tarot reading themselves because they need someone else to look at it, mm-hmm. which is great. Love Normal. That. Absolutely. Yeah. But then when you give them the tarot reading and then they don't accept it and decide that they've looked at the cards that you've dealt and they've read something different and don't like your interpretation of it. So they either um, reinterpret the cards or they argue with you. Like I've had that like before where people are like, you know, I, I just need a tarot reading from somebody else. I need this outside opinion. I'm like, great, here's my outside opinion. And they're like, actually, let me tell you what I see in this. And I'm like, then why are you here? Oh God, I hate that too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> that. It's like, why are you here then? Like, why yeah. did you pay me to give you my opinion that you wanted so bad? And then you're like, mm, no, I'm going to interpret the cards the way I want to. It's yeah. almost like they're, man, I don't want to sound catty, but it just sometimes it feels like they're just trying to flex their knowledge on you, you a know, and like one up you a little bit. And it's just like, mm-hmm. come on, like, that's not the time or place for this. Like, if you really wanted to to have a reading go your way, then just do a reading for yourself since you are a professional tarot reader. Like, right. You know? And if you're not going to trust the person that you're going to, then, then why did you choose that person? Right. It's like, if, if I asked you to do a tarot reading for me, which has happened before, mm-hmm. um, what you see in the cards is most important at that point because you're the one who's reading them and what, what downloads for you psychically speaking as you're going through those um is important and Mm -hmm. that's something that i even if for some reason i didn't agree with you know or or like oh that's not the usual interpretation of that card or whatever like uh, the fact of the matter is is that i've asked you and therefore what's coming from you is important it's something i need to hear you know does that make sense no that totally makes sense because you know um, there's a, for a lot of tarot readers, there's like a level of spirit contact. There's a lot of yeah. like portal opening happening and like the download and re- downloading and receiving of information that's being transmitted to the person who's sitting across from you, the client. Um, and I think that that, you know, some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. Some of it, it's like, take what you need and leave the rest. So yeah, I think there is that element. I know we've been talking a lot about kind of like the business ins and outs of terror and terror mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but there's that spirit component. You know, it's like whenever I start a tarot reading, I have a glass of water, I've lit incense, I have a candle going, and I'm like, it's I'm holding space, I'm calling the spirits in to help me with this reading and to contact their helping spirits, you know. And um, what comes through is, is what comes through. I'm not saying it's like always 100% right, but... Yeah, but it comes through for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it comes through the person it came through for a reason. Otherwise, you would never need to go get a tarot reading from somebody else. And I do highly recommend, even if you are a tarot reader, going to see another tarot reader to get your your cards read whenever you need it. Because there's something about having somebody else do it that I think provides a different kind of clarity. But you have to be like open to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that kind of segues into my next pet peeve. Yes, is that uh, people who are just closed off mm-hmm. or they just don't want the reading. Yeah. Who are the people who are just like, I don't know. I've had some folks approach me and they just expect fireworks, but they want me to like do all the work and, right. and they don't really want to participate. 
Right. It's like, this is a full participation situation Mm -hmm. when we're doing a reading together. We are co-creating a space. Mm -hmm. We are, you're giving me feedback and you're pointing out things you're noticing as a client and like we're riffing off each other. Right. To create this, this story or um, a narrative or um, etc. So it's like when, when somebody approaches me and they're really closed off, I'm just like, well, I can't, I can't do my job. Right. Exactly. It's like trying to have a one-sided conversation with somebody and then, right. then it just gets awkward. It gets and then once it's awkward. awkward, that kills the vibe. And the vibe mm-hmm. is very important to any sort of psychic work. <laughs> you know, the vibes have to be right if that connection is to be made. Um, and if they're just like, given you the 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 dirty hairy look or whatever they call it and like or or are just sitting there to judge your tarot reading because they're a tarot reader or something like that the vibes are not right the vibes are not right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, there has to be a good solid vibe between between the both of you so another one that i have too is if if i'm reading for you in person what i will do is i will give you the tarot deck and say, shuffle these until you feel like they're done. And while you're shuffling, think of the question that you want answers to, or think about the situation that you want to know about. And for the most part, people do well at this. However, sometimes they hand them back to me, and I deal the spread out, and this spread is all over the fucking place. And I'm trying to like piece it together. I'm trying to do, and I'm like, yeah. And, and the, the 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 reading is not going well. They're kind of getting frustrated. And finally, I go, "What did you ask about?" This is why I started going, "Okay, what are we going to be asking about?" I started starting with that because I noticed that the people would go, "Well, I wanted to know about like what was happening at work, but also what was happening with this guy, and also what I should do for my birthday next week, and also, and it's like they asked it like six different questions that the tarot is trying to answer all at once. <laughs> and yeah. so if like I'll be doing like a tarot reading, and I'll be like, okay, like it, like because I I stopped to ask just to make sure I haven't lost them. Like, is this all making sense? Is this all resonating? And they're like, well, sort of, because that over there sounds a little bit like this, but this sounds like that. So I'm not quite sure what we're talking about. And I'm like, okay, did you ask about both those? They're like. Well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) like one question, people, one question Mm -hmm. for the spread, or at least one area or one direction for the spread. It's, it's the, 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 um, the, the laundry list of info always screws up the spread and it makes it really hard to, to read. Yes. I allow like two questions max depending on the spread. If I do like a three card spread, that's a one question spread. Mm -hmm. But if I do a five card spread, I I allow in an adjacent question that is applicable to the situation. Yeah. Like what is going on and what should we do about it? Yeah. Or like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like I'm moving, but I'm in love with this person. How do I proceed? You know? So it's like, okay, we're looking at moving plus relationship. Like we can combine those two together just Mm -hmm. as a hypothetical. Um, But yeah, when someone's like asking five or six different questions, the tarot is going to give five or six different answers. And for a tarot reader, that's really hard to piece it together because I've absolutely thrown cards down and I'm just like, yep, doesn't make sense. Yep. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Like this is just gibberish. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of the time what I notice shows up is court cards. Mm. In that situation, I always get like a ton of court cards, which is like lots of people and lots of like opinions and 
other like energies coming in and i'm just like when i get like all court cards i'm like okay something's off yeah something's something's (laughs) wrong here um for sure for sure now you added one to this list before we got on here I think it's really important that we we discuss this right. one. But I think I jumped the gun because I didn't read your the one that you had put above what I had put on the list. The oh, Nile cool. is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> I did put that in, in the doc. <laughs> Denial is not just a river in Egypt. It is not. Um, which kind of feeds into the one that you put. But there's there's a thing that happens where either people don't have the self-awareness or they're not ready to face something. So I, I ran into this before where like, um, like I'll be reading for like a group or something and it's someone's turn, you know, they're having a party or whatever and they want me to like go around the table and read everybody or whatever. And I'll I'll get to somebody and I'll be like, okay, so like, this is what I'm seeing in your situation. This is kind of how it's been going. And and this is how you've been responding to it or whatever. And they're like, um, no, I don't think that that's correct at all. That doesn't sound right. And that doesn't sound like me. Meanwhile, all of their friends are like around them going, "Uh uh-huh, that is exactly what that sounds like. And they're like, no, that's not me at all. And all the friends are like, yes. Yes. yes, (laughs) And I'm like, we need to, we need to be honest with ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. We need to have a little bit of self-awareness and we need to be honest with the tarot reader, which is important as well. And I think that kind of feeds into um, lies. 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 Y'all don't tell lies. Um, So what I've noticed is that when somebody is lying to me, again, it's like the asking too many questions. The reading does not make sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, and okay, there's like an etheric thread of connection with your client. This is my personal experience, could work differently for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But when a person is lying to me, I cannot establish that connection with them. Yes. Usually I can connect with a person like fairly easily, mm-hmm. you know, like just imp- basic empathy and compassion and for, you know, understanding and stuff. But when they're, when they're, when there's dishonesty involved, I can't establish that that connection and mm. neither can my spirits. And then generally my spirits will just be like, they're lying. Right. Like something's off. <laughs> Something ain't right. It's mm-hmm. a very distinct smell. It's the smell of bullshit. Yes. So if you want a good tarot reading, just don't lie. Like the thing with a tarot reading is that you need to be comfortable or prepared to be vulnerable. Yes. Vulnerability is important. And vulnerability mm-hmm. is, is really sexy too. <laughs> Just to say, like it's, it's a, it's a admirable trait that a person mm-hmm. has when they can be vulnerable. And I know vulnerability can be really challenging and difficult, but that's the, that's on the tarot reader to establish a safe space for you as a, as a potential client Mm-hmm. Um, to establish that safe space so that you can be vulnerable and you can feel safe being vulnerable. Yes. If um, you do not feel safe or if you feel judged by your tarot reader, you need a different tarot reader. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You should feel hundred percent comfortable with them. Um, very much like being in a therapeutic setting, you know what I yes. mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, just don't tell lies. Because if you just want, don't lie. just don't lie. Don't lie to anyone. <laughs> In general. Um, yeah. But, and it kind of, I like we're talking about too, like that kind of that, that etheric connection that I, I was kind of talking about, like the bridge mm-hmm. that you kind of cyclically build between you and that person in order to like, you know, acquire that information that you need. And you're right. If they're, if they're lying, it doesn't connect. If, um, if they're super closed off or they're like, don't want the reading or whatever, that bridge is so much harder to build because they're not also reaching back at you at the same, in the same way, if that yes, makes sense. It does. Um, for anyone who is curious about learning about that, um, kind of creating that connection with your tarot clients. I don't know if this book is still in print because um, I got it forever ago. There's a book called Extraordinary Psychic by a woman named Deborah Lynn Katz. I need to go find that book again. It's somewhere buried in all my crap right now. But I remember them talking about like establishing that connection because the, the book isn't about tarot. It's about just like being able to do psychic readings like without any sort of divination, just kind of like pulling that info out of the ether. Um, And one of the things they talk about is kind of like establishing that bridge or that connection or like matching that vibration. So you both are on the same frequency Mm. um, in order to make that happen. But again, if they're lying, if there's dishonesty, if they're closed off, anything like that, then it just, it just doesn't go as well. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. And like, that can be frustrating for the tarot reader because they will really want to provide you with the best quality tarot reading they can. We do. Like that's our ultimate goal is to like give you what you need in that moment. And so if there's dishonesty involved, we cannot do our job yep. fully. And like ultimately all we want is to like give you what you need, uh, give you the perspective you need or the help that you need. And we can't do that when there's dishonesty involved. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All right, everybody. So this has been a little client perspective with tarot reading. Hopefully you learned a thing. Hopefully you learned what to do, what not to do, (laughs) what to expect, um, all those things. So hopefully this was helpful for you who is looking for a tarot reading, as well as those of you who are looking to be tarot readers. Um, Hopefully this was helpful. And in the meantime, do witchcraft. Do it. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.